harvests of grain and bountiful new wine. May many nations become your servants, and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed, and all who bless you will be blessed. Welcome to Sunday Night on Quirks of Creation. Sunday, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to Bible Study with Jess and Elise. Jess, how are you tonight? I'm great, except I can't move. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank goodness we don't have to. Yeah. Thank goodness this is a sitting Bible study and not a walking and running one. But it's great. I'm here. It's Sunday. This is my favorite part of my week. It's just getting to spend time with you guys, spend time in the world, in the word. I wish I could talk. I love it. Yay! I love it too. Yeah, I definitely look forward to this. And like, just we were talking earlier, the community that we have here, we love so much and it's so awesome. So thank you for all the jokes. Thank you for all the encouragement. Thank you for everything. You guys are awesome. Everybody who's here live, appreciate it. Everybody listening after, we appreciate that too. Um, we're going to jump back into Genesis. Yeah. You know, for the next year. and the- <laughs> Right. At, at this rate, we're going to be in Genesis for a whole year, but that's okay. Hey, whatever. We're going to we're gonna get through it. And it's funny how it just brings new things to light every time we read it, which I think is so... Oh, my gosh. I know. Awesome. Um, anything before we begin? Do we want to pray before we get started? No. Why would no. we do that? <laughs> I can pray. That's just crazy. Great. All right. Dear God, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Thank you so much for giving us this time to be together, for giving us the ability to just read your word and not just read it in the quiet of our own homes, but to read it as a Christian community, you say, where two or more are gathered in your name, there your church will be also. And I pray that this time would just be church for us, if for those who have church, and even for those who do not have church. God, I pray that you just be with us in this time. I pray that your presence would fill this space, fill our studios, fill our rooms, wherever we are when we are listening to this, Lord. I pray that you just be with us and that your word and your will would be done. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yay. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. 26. We are picking up for those who were here last time or weren't here last time. We are picking up with Isaac. Abraham has passed away at this point. Yes. I think. Yes. yes. Uh, and Esau had just sold Jacob his birthright because he was super hungry. Because he was starving. Literally starving to death. Literally starving. And yeah, again, I guess your birthright is whatever when you just want to live. Right. 
which our community had some really interesting insight as to why this was. So if you're not a part of our Discord community, make sure you guys hop on over there. The link is in the description below. Make sure you click on that. Come join us because that's where it's all happening. That's where you can submit your prayer requests so we can pray with you, do life with you. We share so many recipes. My favorite part. I love it. I'm loving the recipes. And then we just added like a little book tab recently and i mean i know jess and i both have like already huge list of like to read someday we'll just be we'll have something to read for the rest of our lives yep i've just i've embraced the fact my tbr will never go down if anything it will just accumulate over time and that's just it's entropy it's fine right it's fine it's a good problem that's right. <laughs> I didn't look ahead and see if there's any crazy names. I think this might be the only chapter with a crazy name. Is you know, it? just Abimelech. But. Oh, Abimelech, but I can say Abimelech. Right. Me, okay. me too, I think, I hope. But anywho, do you want to start? Sure, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, Genesis 26, God's promise to Isaac. Now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Gerar to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and your offspring I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham your father. I will multiply your offspring as the star of heaven, and I will give your offspring all these lands, and in your offspring all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And so just like this little section right here is just a continued reiteration of the promise God gave to Abraham now passing down to Isaac. And I guess it seems like to us obvious, but they, I feel like they needed that continuity of the blessing to show it wasn't just for Abraham, but also his descendants as well. Yeah. And I think it's important to point out too, that Abraham's faithfulness because of his faithfulness, it spans through the generations. Yeah. His, the consequences of his actions affect forever. And luckily, there were good consequences. Right. And yeah, so I just like, it continues. Abraham is gone, but his his faithfulness still has endured and blessed his offspring. I actually really like that because I think it's a humble reminder for parents or anyone who has children or who looks after children that their actions have consequences directly in the lives of their children. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also little things may not seem like a big deal, but you have no idea the lasting consequences, Mm -hmm. both good and bad, but still. Right. Good reminder. That is a good reminder. Okay. Isaac and Abimelech. So Isaac settled in Gerar when the men of the place asked him about his wife. Oh, here we go. He said, she is my sister. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Again. Your dad did this, bro. Yeah. Did, did he not tell you these stories? Do you not know these things? Okay, Come so the, just like we were saying earlier, how it's important the decisions you make <laughs> for your kids. Lo and like, behold. <laughs> it's like not five seconds later, he proves me right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for <laughs> reiterating our point. 
Isaac. My dad used to say, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Oh, yeah. And it's like, bro. Dad. <laughs> Mine said that too. That's funny. I feel like that's such a dad thing. And I bet Abraham yeah. said that to He's like, do as I say, not as I do, as I tell everybody that my wife is my sister. Yeah. And- this half truth. But like, you don't even have that, Isaac. So, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't even have the half truth. No. She's like his cousin or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they're still family, but not a sister. Not a sister. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> For he feared to say my wife, thinking, lest the men of this place should kill me because of Rebecca, because she was attractive in appearance. Where are these guys finding all these <laughs> attractive women? I know. I know. <laughs> Why is this such a threat? I don't know. So funny. <laughs> All right. When he had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out of a window and saw Isaac laughing with Rebekah, his wife. So Abimelech called to Isaac and said, behold, she is your wife. How then could you say she is my sister? How could... They're just like standing there laughing. Laughing? Mm. I don't know. I do. <laughs> Flirtatiously? Uh, laughing for flirtatiously yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah how could you then say she is my sister isaac said to him because i thought lest i die because of her abimelech said what is this you have done to us one of the people might easily have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt upon us did abraham do this exact thing to abimelech too i thought so yeah yeah so not only <laughs> Abimelech must be so done with the Israelites. It's like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> Why is this a thing? Yeah, Abraham deceives Abimelech. He did the same thing. That's so funny. Yeah. As Wimbuck says, I've been saying to us, I think not as I say. I like, I think that's more accurate. Right. <laughs> I think that's just more accurate in general. Like, you didn't know? I thought it. You should have right. you you just done it. That's so I like that. So Abimelech warned all the people saying, whoever touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Amazing. Wow. The Lord blessed him and the man became rich and gained more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants so that the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled with earth all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us for you are much mightier than we. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father, which the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham. And he gave him, he gave them the names his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a wellspring of water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen saying, the water is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek because they contended with him. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over that also. So he called its name Sitna and he moved from there and dug another well and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth saying, for now the Lord has made room for us and we shall be fruitful in the land. 
From there, he went up to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, for I am with you and will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. There's lots of well digging going on. Yeah. That's not an easy task either. Right. <laughs> Don't just dig a well, but... You you actually do not just dig a well just to right. like give context for how deep you have to go. Most water tables are easily like 20, 30 feet in yeah. the ground, often much deeper. And often deeper. Yeah. Especially probably here. I would right. assume the water's not that close to the surface. Uh, I, but I mean, it's essential at the same time. They keep digging these wells because water isn't so right. readily available. So I get it. But it's like, and then they just dug a well. Well, no, they broke their backs to dig a well. <laughs> really? that That is such a huge task. And then for the Philistines to have gone back before and filled up the other wells, it's like, okay, jerk. Yeah. Passive aggressive. Rude. That That is, <clears throat> you could almost see it as like an act of war between tribes because they're cutting off uh, a life source, essentially, yeah. right? Because water yeah. was so scarce in these times. It's not like they have indoor plumbing. So it, it was a huge deal to say that they plugged up the wells and then tried to reclaim them for, for themselves. It's like, uh, no, sure. no, no, no. <laughs> Wrong. Oh <my> <laughs> crazy um it's so crazy and the fact that isaac was just like okay i'll just move a little back a little right. bit more back and i'll just like give you room to be jerks right, right, right. <laughs> until you gonna, leave me alone just gonna pack it up and head over here uh that's funny because i've until you said that that really hit me so i've been wrestling with like sometimes I'm a very passive person. Mm -hmm. So there are times when I, well, somebody will say something rude, outright rude, or just somebody will say something that I feel like I need to stand up for myself or like, right. and most of the time I don't like, it's just easier to let things go. And then with, and I, then I kick myself after that, like, right. Oh, come on. Don't be such a doormat. There are times and places when you need to definitely like sure. voice your concerns or voice something. But I love how, like today, this is just hitting me. He's like, "Yeah, okay, fine. Here's your well. I'll go make another one." And he does, and he goes, and God blesses him too. Yes. In in this, like he's, um, thanks for being the bigger man here, dude, and taking a step yeah. back. And like I'll build another one. Oh, you want this one? Okay, fine. I'll go over here. <laughs> And build this one and be successful and it will be fine. So it's just kind of, there's a balance there, yeah. but I do like the um, reassurance that it's not always worth having a fight sometimes. And it's okay to just kind of take a step back. Yeah. I, I, I really like that because you're so right. Sometimes it's just time and place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a season for everything. And this is a reminder that there's a season for peace too. Right. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. 
Uh, when Abimelech went to him from Gerar with, oh, here we go, Ahuzath, his advisor, and Phicol, the commander of his army, Isaac said to them, Why have you come to see me, seeing that you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We see plainly the Lord has been with you. So we said, Let there be a sworn pact between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you that you will do us no harm, just as we have not touched you and have not done to you nothing but good and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast, and they ate and drank. In the morning they rose early and exchanged oaths, and Isaac sent them on their way, and they departed from him in peace. That same day Isaac's servants came and told him about the well that they had dug and said to him, We have found water. He called it Sheba, therefore the name of the city is Beersheba. Oh, not because they had lots of beer in the <laughs> well. Weird. Weird. <laughs> they might have had that too, but can't do that without water. So. Right. Yeah, can't make beer without water. Weird. Yeah. Uh, when Esau was 40 years old, he took a Judith, the daughter of Beery, ah, there's the beer, Hittite, <laughs> to be his wife, and Basemath, the daughter of Elon. Elon's in the Bible, Elon's the Hittite. And they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebecca. Oh, oh, I don't remember that. I don't recall that part either. Mm-hmm. They made mm-hmm. life bitter. Esau married Hittite women mm. who believed in many different gods. His parents wanted him to marry a woman who worshipped the living God. The name Judith is related to the word that means praise. She is not mentioned among the wives of Esau in chapter 36. Perhaps the marriage did not last. The name Basemath means fragment. Fragrant. I thought Basemath was like the, you take the base of the triangle, right? Base times yeah. eight times one half. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Or fragrant. What is that? Or fragrant. <laughs> fragrant. I'm just going to say fragrant when we do geometry and science class now. Perfect. Hey, don't you get it? I, you I guys mean, get it? Math, fragrant. Like, yeah. You get it. You guys not making that connection? Weird. <laughs> kids just stare at you like you're crazy. They always do that anyway. So right. what else is new? That's what kids do. They made life bitter for Isaac and Rebecca. Yeah. I guess. I mean, Abraham made it a very big deal that Isaac married did not marry a Canaanite woman. Right. And so I'm sure they wanted that to continue, obviously for religious reasons and many others, but does it, I wonder if in the next chapter it goes into that more, but probably not. Like what that means, bitter for Isaac and Rebecca. It makes me think of like all of the parents who want the best for their kids, which is like 99.9% of parents. And then the kids are like, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And they're like, why are you being like this? Right. You don't understand. I do what I want. What a phase, mom. <laughs> I just like the Hittite woman, mom. Right, right. You don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> angst. It's always my favorite. So I got mad angst. <laughs> In his 40s. In his 40s. It's, it's holding on strong. Right. <laughs> Frida says, I'm sorry this wretched little heathen was late for Bible study. We forgive you, Frida. We're just glad you're here. We love you. Wretched little heathen. (laughs) So dramatic. Oh, she made a meme for Beersheba. Okay, we'll share memes at the end. I love it. Yes, always send us memes. Even Especially if you come up with Christian memes. I found a few accounts uh, on Twitter that share Christian memes, and they're like the best memes. Nice. I love it. 
Yay. I don't, um, I'm trying to think back to like what we we're reading, if I had anything oh really gosh. to add, but yeah, I think we kind of went through everything as we went because yeah. it was, it was kind of long, kind of hefty. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the big thing was like just kind of continuing off what we said earlier about taking step back and like knowing when to stand up for yourself and when to take a step back. It seems like Isaac taking a step back is what led to greater peace between himself and the Philistines because right after that, they have this great feast together and they called him the blessed of the Lord. And so it just, it like worked out okay for them. Yeah. 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 It worked out. And they saw God was glorified through it in that too. So yeah. I love it. Me too. All right, here we go. All right, into the nitty gritty, the drama. Into the drama with Jacob. Oh, this guy. Our Bible soap opera. Literally, though, anyone who reads the Bible for more than five minutes will realize it's like reading The Sopranos. I I love it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's your soap opera, but at the same time, you're you're getting such good... You're learning good things from it. That's right. I don't know. Uh, okay. Isaac blesses Jacob. Dun, dun, dun. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son. And he answered, here I am. He said, behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then take your weapons, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me and prepare for me delicious food such as I love and bring it to me so that I may eat that my, so that I may eat that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau, bring me game and prepare For me, delicious food that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats so that I may prepare them delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me and shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse upon myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, let your curse be on me, my son, only obey my voice and go bring them to me. So he went and took them and brought them to his mother and his mother prepared delicious food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garment of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on his smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went into his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, because the Lord your God granted me success. <sighs> Don't bring God into this. <laughs> then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you really, that you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near Isaac, his father, who felt him and said, 
The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, Are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it near to me, that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him, and Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and the fates of the earth and the plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may your mother's son bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, Esau his brother came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat his son's game, that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me, and I ate it before you came, and I have blessed him? Yes, he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not received a blessing for have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him Lord over you and all his brothers. I have given him I have given to him for servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered and said to him, Behold away from me, the fatness of the earth shall shall your dwelling be, and away from me the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck." Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. But the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother in Haran, and stay with him a while until your brother's fury turns away. Until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereft of both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of the Hittite women. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land, what good will my life be to me? I think you have a lot more problems than that, Rebecca. <laughs> Which actually, you know, I was thinking about it as uh, you were reading, because at the very end of 26, it said when Esau took Judith and Basemath as his wife, both of whom were Hittites, you could kind of, not that I really justify it, you could kind of see where Rebecca was coming from and that she would rather have a son 
who was not married to Hittite women, who would not have the temptation of these other gods in their life, receive the blessing from God, yeah, the true God, yes. rather than the one who was clearly corrupted by Canaanite women. Right. That's a really good point, because I never thought about that before until this also. It wasn't... Maybe it wasn't so much so that she just preferred Jacob over Esau, but there was still a chance that Jacob would marry uh, and keep the bloodline pure, if right. you will. So that and that to me makes more sense. It doesn't justify it necessarily, but right. I right. She should have just gone to Isaac and been like, "Listen, bro, yeah, your, your son is sleeping around with these women who are corrupting him, corrupting." everything about him gonna give him offspring that are not pure in the bloodline that have this Canaanite blood in them and we talked way earlier about why that was so important to keep the bloodlines pure yep you would think even if Isaac prefers Esau for whatever reason he would see the logic in that but maybe she thought that Isaac wouldn't be on her side. This was her only chance to. Right. Again, still doesn't justify it. Still yucky. Flying is yucky. And then, oh, Jacob has the gall to say, your gods put these, put the game in front of me. Just like straight out uh, false testimony. Yeah. Right. Right off the bat. Just like, oh, God provided so quickly for me. Aren't I so fortunate? Oh. He doesn't even hesitate. I mean, Obviously, he's out to better himself because right. he takes the birthright from Esau at a very opportune, um, or he knows how to take advantage of his brother, right. and he does. And Rebecca is like, you know, go do this. And his only hesitation is like, well, he's not going to believe it's me, right? I'm too smooth. <laughs> I'm just too smooth. <laughs> And she's like, nah, we'll fix that. Um, yeah. It's a tough one to read because you can you can feel how betrayed Esau feels. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it, like, what did it say? It's like. He cries out. Exceedingly. You know. Yeah. And yeah, because I mean, Esau now has just lost everything. He has no blessing. He has no birthright. Every he's under his brother's thumb now. Everything that uh, should have been his is gone, and he has no rep- rep- reprimand. He can't. He there's cannot no, come there's back. There's no justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, it It really does. It really sucks. It really does. And it is kind of surprising that Isaac hadn't reserved a small blessing for Jacob Jacob, to have, which you would think that would be the blessing that Esau would receive would be the blessing from Jacob. But perhaps, well, I suspect that Isaac knew what Jacob had done to begin with. And he's like, I'm going to get Jacob back for what he did to Esau at the outset and I'm going to make him serve as brother. So the birthright means nothing anyway. Right. Yeah. So much drama. So much. And then it's like, Oh, nope. 
no, no. <laughs> he got it. Don't worry. Oh, a lot of drama and a lot of um, manipulation. Yeah. And it's another example also of the wives taking matters into their own hands. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, you know, Sarah and being, and now Rebecca, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say was wrong or right or whatever. It all works itself out in the end, but. Calm I'm just going to say, I kind of get why, who was it? Paul wrote to Timothy and was like, you know, listen, these women preachers, they got to stop. <laughs> these ladies are dangerous. Have you read the Old Testament? Right. It's like, I get it. Yeah. Like, uh, they're making a good case case for us in these stories. <laughs> it, 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 again, it, it, it tells me that they're being so honest when they tell these stories because who wants to yeah. tell a story of how their patriarchs were conniving and deceitful and manipulative when they're supposed to be holy and righteous. It's like, oh, it's not the people who are holy and righteous. It's God who's holy and righteous. It's God who utilizes these things for his own end. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's, you know, the focus isn't them. It still shows how God uses them, even though we're all imperfect and there's hope for all of us. That is the comfort I take from this is that even when I'm being a dummy, God can use my bad choices for his glory. Right. Exactly. God is so much bigger than my bad choices. <laughs> Thank goodness. I do like what Frida had to say. <laughs> Why did you like Hittite so much? Were they hating on him? <laughs> I'll but see I'm, myself out. <laughs> swim hook. I mean... Am I right? Am I right? You guys are so good. I love puns. Me too. Nicely done. Nicely done. You have the best chat. Oh, did you have a note in your Bible that? Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. So we were talking about um, there's not a lot of like justice seen here, if you will. Right. But at the same time. I do have a note in my Bible that says, although Jacob got the blessing he wanted, deceiving his father cost him dearly. There are some of the consequences of the deceit. One, he never saw his mother again. Two, his brother wanted to kill him. Three, he was deceived by his uncle Laban later. Um, Esau became the founder of an enemy nation, and he was exiled from his family for years. Ironically, Jacob would have received the birthright and blessing anyway. Which, so imagine how different his life would have been had he and his mother waited for God to work his way in his time. Mm. But yeah, he might not have had to go through so much trial and tribulation. Oh my gosh, that is such a good point because yeah. I didn't really th- think of it in that context that God would have given Jacob his due anyway after Esau messed around with these Canaanite women. That obviously Jacob was going to be the one who had to be blessed. But they just couldn't wait. They just couldn't be patient. They couldn't wait on God's timing. Just like everything from chapter 3. Yeah. Yeah, because back in chapter 25, it says when she was um, 
giving birth or after mm-hmm. before. Wow. The Lord told her, Rebecca, the sons in your room will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other, and your older son will serve your younger son. Yep. Like, he told you, but anywho. Anywho. Yeah. What a pain. All right, so let's see what happens to Jacob when he goes to see Laban. Jacob sent to Laban, when Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and directed him, you must not take a wife from the Canaanite women, arise and go to Padan Aram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take as your wife from there, one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may become a company of peoples. May he give the blessing of Abraham to you and to your offspring with you that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings that God gave to Abraham. Thus Isaac said, sent Jacob away and he went to Padan Aram to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Armenian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob and Esau's mother. Esau marries an Ishmaelite. Oh boy. So it just gets worse for Esau. Yeah. It's just getting all the good pickings. Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take a wife from there and that he blessed him he directed him, you must not take a wife from the Canaanite women, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padan Aram. When Esau saw that the Canaanite women did not please Isaac, his father, Esau went to Ishmael and took his wife, besides the wives he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Neboioth. Yep. Screw you, dad. <laughs> yeah, like literally screw you, dad type of mentality. Yeah. Which, again, I get Esau's in his weird emo face at 40, marrying these Canaanite women. I'm going to go to your half-brother, get away from him. See you later. It's so interesting because this makes me think of the episode we did for the history of the promised land because... This could be the two warring nations, mm-hmm. not just from Ishmael, but through Ishmael to Esau. Yeah. Again. Carrying that on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It just gets more and more entangled. It does, because you have one son who felt betrayed by his father and that descends to another son in the same line who is also, again, betrayed by his father. That is like just like a deep, deep cut. Yeah. And so in a way, you kind of got to you got to feel for him. Yeah. But at the same time, they kind of bring bad things it, upon themselves. I don't know. I get conflicted. It's like the wrong begets wrong begets wrong. Like it just yeah. kind of. It's like I've heard that is death begets death. Yes. Begets death. (laughs) Exactly. And the same with the wrongs here in this story too. Yeah. So it's just compounding. Yeah. Making it worse. Compounding sin. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. All right. Jacob's dream. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there at night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. I can't imagine that sleeping on a stone is comfortable. I know. 
You know what I'm going to use for a pillow? A rock. This rock. It's, it's a right rock. Here. A rock. Sorry, that's a SpongeBob quote. I knew it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I'll just use this yeah. as a pillow because that's how hardcore I am. That's right. And he dreamed and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God and this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. Oh, this is our first instance of tithing. Tithing, exactly. Um. <clears throat> Chatter cracking me up. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben Franklin and his time zones. It's a lot, Ben. <laughs> um, I can't get over the rock, and like it wasn't a small rock, obviously. <laughs> right. Like who chooses like the to sleep on the dumbest a rock. thing to take away from this? But that's where I'm. That's what I'm taking away from this right now. Oh, that, that, that's Goodness, my brain is. good. Um, but yeah, God's covenant promise to Abraham and Isaac was offered to Jacob as well, but it was not enough to be Abraham's grandson. Jacob had to establish his own personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. God has no grandchildren. Each person must have a personal relationship with him. So it's not enough to hear wonderful stories about Christians in your family. You need to be part of the story yourself. I love that. Which I like that a lot. Yeah. Me too. So even though these blessings are continued throughout the generations, it's still their relationship. It's not something that's just, um, you can't just take that for granted. You have to still build that relationship. I like that. I, I really like that a lot because I know I've known so many people throughout my life who are like, oh, well, I went to church and my parents took me to church. So I guess I'm a Christian, you know, yeah. whatever. It's yeah. fine. And you you got to have more than just the Christmas and Easter only sort of relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to just take those things for granted and you don't get to just like, you can't do that with any relationship. Right. You know, let alone this one. <laughs> it's like, if, if I am to call us friends, I can't just send you a card on Christmas and Easter and expect that relationship to be good. Exactly. You know, a little wink like and a hey, wave buddy. here and then. Right. Hey friend. Remember? We're so, besties. Yeah. Call upon you when 
only when I need you, like that person who only calls you when they need help moving yes. type of friend. That type of friend. friend. Exactly. Right. Just when they need to vent and you're like, but okay. <laughs> Thanks. See you later. <laughs> and God is so much bigger and so much more important than just like a friend. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm, exactly. Which again, I can't really say anything because I'm working out my salvation with fear and troubling every single day. It's hard. It's, I don't make time for it like I should, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, can you hear my keys? <laughs> <laughs> right. The, it's, it's, it's the mechanical keyboard. Mechanical keyboard. <laughs> Just have to, you know, have a very sensitive microphone that catches the loudest keyboard in the world better than couching your catching your loud door oh my goodness i don't know if anybody has caught that in the background but it needs some oil and i i love your door i'm not gonna lie yeah (laughs) it's so great it's open now frida likes the asmr sound though (laughs) asmr keyboard we're just uh multitasking that's you know Bible, ASMR, speaking to your soul on so many levels. Right. I think the last thing I'll point out about this section is the building of the pillar. Um, A couple of uh, chapels ago, we talked about pillars of remembrance. And it was all about talking about being grateful and having these markers in your life to look back and be grateful about the things God has done for you. And so a very common practice in the Old Testament was to build these pillars of remembrance, kind of like how we erect statues of people we remember to be grateful for the things they've done in our nation, or not even just statues, just like monuments and things like that. Mm -hmm. And we just simply don't do that as a culture as often as we, I feel like, used to. It's like we used to be grateful for things and now we're not. (laughs) Weird. That's a, weird. <laughs> That's a whole conversation, but right. I think it's good for us to take from the fact that Jacob was very intentional about not only just building a pillar, but taking the rock that he slept on as like, uh, I, I want to say keystone. Yeah. Like memento like, or. Yeah. Oh, I like that better. Yeah. Something like that. As a, as a good symbol yeah. Of the promise. <laughs> I put this under my head and had this amazing dream. Like, I get it. What else? Did he have a lot else to go off of? Right. I also like the practice of just naming things. Yeah. Like, he renamed that place Bethel as a memory to what God had done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've kind of flipped the importance of that practice of naming because now in our culture the naming is i am renaming myself to whatever i want my new gender to be or like whatever Mm -hmm. yeah so i i am recreating myself instead of naming the place where god has blessed me i don't know i feel like there's something there but i can't make a connection to it yet yeah it's just flipped flip the switch if you will and it goes back to a topic I think we've been talking about a lot is taking the focus off of giving God the glory mm. and making it more about ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah. Such That's an easy thing to do. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, my rock pillow, no touchy. I like that. Me too. Uh, Swimhook, have you swept? Have you slept on Dwayne the Rock Johnson very often? <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a lumpy hug. It's like a lumpy hug. That's not even gonna. That's a good one, though. That was good. Uh, uh, go bonk Swimhook in the chat for sleeping on the rock. Wasn't me this time. Huh? Wasn't you. It wasn't me this for time. For once. <laughs> for once. Yeah. Put that on the calendar because I'm sure that won't happen again. But let's uh, let's see how how cool Laban is because. Oh, man. He's such guy. a good uncle. The best of uncles. His story. All right. So 29. Jacob marries Leah and Rachel. <laughs> soap opera. It literally is a soap opera, guys. It's soap opera. Then Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. As he looked, he saw a well in the field, and behold, three flocks of sheep lying beside it. For out of that well the flocks were watered. The stone on the well's mouth was large, and when all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone from the mouth of the well and water the sheep and put the stone back in its place over the mouth of the well. Jacob said to them, My brothers, where do you come from? They said, We are from Haran. We said, he said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? They said, We know him. He said to them, Is it well with him? They said, It is well, and see, Rachel, his daughter, is coming with the sheep. He said, Behold, it is still high day. It is not time for the livestock to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go pasture them. But they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and the stone is rolled from the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. Here she comes to the well. Just like his mama. Okay. Every time. It's the beautiful symmetry of yeah. stories in scripture. I just love. Mm-hmm. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came from her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. Now, as soon as Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob came near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Did you catch that? It's his mother's brother. <laughs> right. Did, do you know who <laughs> Did anybody miss that? related to? <laughs> Did we all catch it? Okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept out loud. And, oh, that, well, oh sorry. That... I'm sorry. I'm just did. like, could you imagine this random dude comes up to you and kisses you and then just starts crying? I'm sorry. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that's not how it actually played out. <laughs> right. Chickens, brother Brothers hug. got a hug. So true. It's a good one. That was a good one. Okay. I'm sorry. So then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's kinsman and that he was Rebecca's son. And she ran and told her father. That made it random better. dude kissed me and started yeah. crying. Said he was family, but I don't know. <laughs> right. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son. Again, sister's son. He ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. I wonder if Laban started crying after he kissed Jacob. Maybe. Jacob told Laban all these things, and Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me, serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? 
Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife that I may go in to her, for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. But in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. Laban gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her servant. And in the morning, behold, it was Leah. So it was a good feast. Like It was so and, good. He was so drunk, didn't know what was going on. It's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laying around in the dark. <laughs> exactly. And Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, it's not so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and we will give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years. Oh, what an asshole. I know. He's like, yeah, I'll get 14 out of you, buddy. Jacob did so and completed her week. Then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his female servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel to be her servant. So Jacob went into Rachel also, and he loved Rachel more than Leah and served Laban for another seven years. That that would make me love my sister so much. <laughs> that she got to marry that, your guy. Well, or just like Rachel, Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah. All, right. all of it. All yeah, of it. Is all just, of the parts of it. The sister wives drama here. I can only imagine. Sister wives. <laughs> I son here have both of my daughters. Yeah, here, I got. I tell you what, you work for me fourteen years, and you can have two of my daughters. Good, good. Hey, down, honey. A Jacob tried to kiss me once. I almost cried. Ah, that's awesome. Was he also your mother's brother's son? Family was it cousin? Was it a cousin? Yeah, Frida said I'd also oh. cry if I had to kiss my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, bogo the, on daughters. That was awesome. We both clicked at the same time. Yep. Free daughter, bro. Except it wasn't free because he had to give 14 years to right. get both of them. Oh, goodness. This guy. <laughs> oh. That that meme. Oh, man. <laughs> bogo on daughters. I'm not going to get over that. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah. Laban, so, why you got to be this extra? Right. He's very, he's, it's like him and Rebecca are related. Kind of, though. Kind of. Kinda. It's like, Kinda. oh, I get it now. I get yeah. why everybody's kind of like a backstabbing, conniving jerk. Yeah. Uh, gets 14 years out of Jacob. And he gets rid of two daughters. All right. We'll keep going. Sorry. (laughs) So Jacob's children. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. 
She conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. Again, she conceived and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore, his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. Ah, uh, poor Leah. I I do kind of feel for her because uh, I don't know how much of a decision it was on her part to be given over to Jacob. Right. I, I doubt she had any choice in the matter whatsoever. I'm sure she had no say. It just don't think women did yeah really anyway so um she just wanted to have a good life she wanted to be uh, we all want to be cared for we want our the people we're married to to love us and that's it's really too bad because not only did laban screw over jacob but he really screwed over both of his daughters in this exactly yeah so not only did they have to share a husband which i know was not um unheard of like obviously that was that was the time but it wasn't your your sisters there's a natural rivalry there usually anyway and then to be so blatantly not loved by your husband i mean granted like i said i don't love you but i'll sleep with you (laughs) like yes men am i right (laughs) (laughs) but uh, hopefully there was comfort in her children. And, yeah. And it wasn't, but it wasn't until she had Le- um, Judah, this time I will praise the Lord. And right. then she ceased bearing. So it was like, there was a lesson in that for her too. Right. Um, she was having these children to please her husband. And finally it's like, I'll just thank God for what I have and get a little and break I- from <laughs> having so many children. I think that's when God really blessed her too, because her fourth son is Judah. Yes. And the tribe of Judah, Judah. the lion of Judah, like Judah's lion became so incredibly important. And Levi, the Levites Mm -hmm. were the ones who looked over the temple. Like so many important tribes came from Leah. So everything with a purpose, everything with God's plan, even though Laban was being a jerk, he really, he richly blessed Leah. Yes, exactly. And there were a lot of blessings for her in the, in all of this, even if it wasn't exactly the life she probably wanted. Right. But I don't know. The, the life we plan for ourselves and the life God has for us. For those of you who can't see my hands, it's like. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, God's ways are so much better than ours. Yes, true. Pick town, honey. Silver linings. I'm sure they shared the housework. Half the housework. Right. There's that too. Yeah. To be fair, they also had like 12 children between all of them. So. Yeah. They could divvy it up pretty good. And there was like 12 times as much housework. Right. But they were almost all boys. So. Oh my gosh. That's like. That's like a football team of young men. It's true. That's a lot of food. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot. Boys are fun, but there's a lot of... That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And don't forget the slaves. Oh, yeah, there's that. I mean, yes. It's not like they're doing everything by themselves. There's that. (laughs) That, too. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. All right, let's do Rachel's it. Rachel's turn. Just, Rachel, poor Rachel. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. She said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? And she said, Here is my servant Bilhah, as if she hadn't learned. Go into her so that she may give birth on my behalf, that even I may have children through her. So she gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife, and Jacob went into her, and Bilhah conceived and bore a son bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged me and also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore, she called his name Dan. Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, with mighty wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had ceased bearing children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. This dude. He's busy. He's a busy guy. (laughs) Then Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob and son, and Leah said, Good fortune has come, so she called his name Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son, and Leah said, Happy am I, for women called me happy, so she called his name Asher. In the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes? As also, Rachel said, then he may lie with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. Prostituting out your own husband. Very good. Right. There we go. (sighs) When Jacob came from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, you must come in to me for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. I bought you, bro. You're mine tonight. Goodness. So he lay with her that night and God listened to Leah and she conceived and bore a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me my wages because I gave my servant to my husband. So she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again and she bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will honor me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. Afterward, she bore a daughter and called her name Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. So much drama. So, so much drama. drama. So much. That's a lot, of, a lot of babies. That is a lot of babies. That's a lot of one guy having <laughs> lots of children. Lots of duties. <laughs> Those have better been some tasty mandrakes. I'm trying to remember what mandrakes were used for at that time. Uh, I'm looking to because I don't know. Oh, mandrakes were believed to be a stimulant for uh, fertility and conception oh. and barren women. So that makes sense why Rachel was kind of desperate to get yeah. some because she was like, well, I haven't had any children yet. And Need all the help so, yeah, get. you can you can have them for a night and hopefully I'll get a kid out of it. And then <laughs> just to kind of like spite Rachel, Leah ended yeah. up having three more kids My goodness. or two more kids. However many. Oh, yeah. She had Dinah. So three more kids. Yeah. Ooh, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But she got Joseph. She got Yay. Joseph. And of course, 
we'll get into the story of Joseph eventually, but we yeah. remember all the good he did too. Mm-hmm. Oh, mandrakes were also a poison in the nightshade family that are nuts. Yes. Mandrakes are definitely a nightshade and fascinating. I forgot that it was a poison as well. I just always think of mandrakes from Harry Potter. That I know. To me. me too. I, me too. Like, uh, darn it, Rowling. <laughs> Ruining it. All right. Jacob's prosperity. As soon as Rachel had born Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go to my own home and country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you that I may go for, you know, the services I have given you. But Laban said to him, if I have found favor in your sight, I have learned by divination. Oh, wow. Mm hmm by divination that the Lord had blessed me because of you name your wages and I will give it Jacob said to him you yourself know how I have served you and how your livestock have fared with me for you had little before I came and it has increased abundantly and the Lord has blessed you wherever I turned but now when shall I provide for my own household also he said what shall I give you Jacob said you shall not give me anything if you will do this for me I will again pasture your flock and keep it let me pass through all your flock today removing from it every speckled and every spotted sheep and every black lamb and the spotted and speckled among the goats and they shall be my wages. So my honesty will answer for me later when you come to look into my wages with you, every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and black among the lambs, if found with me shall be counted stolen. Laban said, good, let it be as you have said. But that day Laban removed the male goats that were striped and spotted and all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one that had white on it and every lamb that was black and put them in charge of his son, put them in the charge of his sons. And he set a distance of three days journey between himself and Jacob and Jacob pastured the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took fresh sticks of poplar and a almond and plane trees and peeled white streaks in them exposing the whites of the sticks he set the sticks that he had peeled in front of the flocks in the troughs that is the watering places where the flocks came to drink and since they bred when they came to drink the flocks bred in front of the sticks and so the flocks brought forth striped and speckled and spotted and jacob separated the lambs and set the faces of the flocks towards the striped and all the black in the flock of laban he put his own droves apart and did not put them with Laban's flock. Whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob would lay the sticks in the troughs before the eyes of the flock that they might breed among the sticks. But for the feebler of the flock, he would not lay them there. So the feebler would be Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man increased greatly and had large flocks, female servants and male servants and camels and donkeys. I would like to point out that Jacob knew quite a bit about selective evolution just by doing this? Yes. <clears throat> he knew what he was doing and he was successful. And Laban also knew that. Yep. It's like, uh, yeah. <sighs> very, very scientific of Jacob. I'm, I must say conniving and devious, but we expect that at this point. Yeah. Um, my Bible has a note here that, um, It's unclear what this method was or how it worked. Some say that there was a belief among herdsmen that vivid impressions at mating time influenced the offspring. Most likely the selective breeding and God's promise of provision were the main reasons. Yeah. 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 There's always superstition around (laughs) all of it, but. 
It's the selective breeding. Obviously, God's promise brought forth via nature, but God created nature to work this way. So, of course, it's a fulfillment of his promise. I find it just like so interesting that even back then they understood this, even if it was through like superstitious reasons, as if science isn't a total superstition anyway. (laughs) We just call it by a different name. Right. Yeah. They, yes, they might not have been able to explain all the details, but they definitely understood more than I think what they're given credit for most of the day. They understood. (laughs) Again, the people who constructed the pyramids, they understood so much, so much that then we give them credit for. Yeah. They were smart too, guys. Swimhook says, divination, I don't remember reading that. Does that mean he summoned God? Didn't think that was a thing. I think Laban and his family also worshipped other gods. I remember there's a point in which Jacob and his whole tribe end up leaving Laban. And I think Rachel steals the idols and like sits on them and pretends she's having her period and is like, you know, I'm not going to get up. Yep. Yeah. She deliberately steals them from him and he's very upset when he finds out. Um, so yeah, I think divination in this is he was worshiping other gods too. Yeah. Which is why when you see God so clearly working in your life, and I, I guess that's the thing that makes Jacob stand out from his whole family, his whole, his extended family, his brother, obviously all of these other people are worshiping other gods, but it's so clear that Jacob very specifically it's exclusively worshiping God, Yahweh. Right. Yes. The one and only, and that's all. And because of that alone, even with all of his flaws, because he's human, uh-huh. he is blessed and abundant. And his life is very, he has a lot of abundant, wonderful things going for him. Yeah. <laughs> lots of children, lots of wives, lots of money and sheep and slaves and yeah yep he's got it made he basically does and then he runs out (laughs) and then he's like peace out laban all right ready ready last one so jacob flees from laban now jacob heard that the sons of laban were saying jacob has taken all that was our father's and from what was our father's he has gained all his wealth And Jacob saw that Laban did not regard him with favor as before. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your kindred, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah into the field where his flock was and said to them, I see that your father does not regard me with favor as he did before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I have served your father with all my strength, yet your father has cheated me and changed my wages ten times. But God did not permit him to harm me. If he said, the spotted shall be your wages, then all the flock bore spotted. And if he said, the striped shall be your wages, then all the flock bore striped. Thus God has taken away the livestock of your father and given them to me. In the breeding season of the flock, I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream that the goats that mated with the flock were striped, spotted, and mottled. Then the angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, here I am. And he said, lift your eyes up and see all the goats that mate with the flocks are striped, spotted, and mottled. For I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar and made a vow to me. Now arise, go out from this land and return to the land of your kindred. 
Then Rachel and Leah answered and said to him, Is there any portion or inheritance left to us in our father's house? Are we not regarded by him as foreigners? For he has sold us, and he has indeed devoured our money. All the wealth that God has taken away from our father belongs to us and to our children. Now then, whatever God has said to you, do. So Jacob arose and set his sons and his wives on camels. He drove away all his livestock, all his property, and he gained the livestock in his possession that he had acquired in Padamaram to go to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac. Laban had gone to shear his sheep, and Rachel stole her father's household gods. And Jacob, uh, sorry, let me scroll it down a little Oh, me. sorry. That's all right. <laughs> and Jacob tricked Laban, the Ar- Aramean, by not telling him that he intended to flee. He fled with all that he had and arose and crossed the Euphrates and set his face toward the hill country of Gilead. When it was told Laban on the third day that, ah, sorry, I totally lost my spot. When it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob had fled, he took his kinsmen with him and pursued him for seven days and followed close after him into the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban, the Aramean, in a dream by night and said to him, be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban with his kinsmen pitched tents in the hill country of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What have you done that you have tricked me and driven away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and trick me and did not tell me so I might have sent you away with mirth and songs, with tambourines and lyre? And why do you not permit me to kiss my sons and my daughters farewell? Now you have done foolishly. It is in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And now you have gone away because you longed greatly for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? So all of this, Mm -hmm. and at the end of it, (laughs) that's really what he's upset about. Right. But Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I thought that you would take your daughters from me by force. Anyone with whom you find your gods shall not live. In the presence of your kinsmen, point out what I have ta- what I have that is yours and take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two female servants, but he did not find them. And he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them in the camel's saddle and sat on them. Laban felt all about the tent, but did not find them. And she said to her father, Let not my Lord be angry that I cannot rise before you, for the way of women is upon me. Girl. (laughs) I've been using that excuse for ages. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So he searched, but did not find the household gods. Then Jacob became angry and berated Laban. Jacob said to Laban, What is my offense? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? For you have felt through all my goods. What have you found of all your household goods? Set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen that they may decide between us two. These 20 years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried, and I have not eaten the rams of your flocks. What was torn by wild beasts I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. From my hand you required it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. There I was, by day the heat consumed me, and the cold by night, and my sleep fled my eyes. Wow, cannot read today. <laughs> 
These 20 years I have been in your house, I served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages 10 times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been on my side, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God saw my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. Then Laban answered, And said to Jacob, the daughters are my daughters, the children are my children, the flocks are my flocks, and all that you see is mine. But what can I do this day for these my daughters or for their children whom they have borne? Come now, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it be witness between you and me. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. Maybe his pillow from last night. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And Jacob said to his kinsmen, gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap and they ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jegar Sahadutha. Yep. Perfect. But Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, this heap is witness between you and me today. Therefore he named it Galid and Mizpah. For he said, the Lord watch, the Lord watch between you and me when we are out of one another's sight. If you oppress my daughters or if you take wives besides my daughters, and their servants. Although no one's although no one is with us. See God is witness between you and me. Then Laban said to Jacob, See this heap and this pillar which I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness, and the pillar is a witness that I will not pass over the heap to you, and you will not pass over the heap and this pillar to me to do harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac, and Jacob offered to sacrifice in the hill country and called his kinsmen to eat bread. They ate bread and spent the night in the hill country. Early in the morning, Laban arose and kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned home. Jacob just making enemies everywhere he goes. Yeah, exactly. Um. So much. Like I understand the fear. There's so much fear-driven decisions in yeah. all of this. So I don't know. I don't know if if what Jacob did was right to flee that way or not. I probably not because it just seems so devious as well. To escape yeah. in the middle of the night. Maybe he was safer that way, but I don't. I don't know. I struggle with that one too. I know. It's the decisions they choose to make all along this route are hard to deal with, but at the same time, it's like they're only human. They're yeah. making decisions with their personal interests at the forefront. Like, why, Rachel? Why you got to steal the idols? You're with Jacob now. You're part <laughs> of the family that worships God. Yeah. Let the idols go, girl. Yeah. yeah. Have you not seen? Have you not learned? I don't know. And was it because she believed in them? Was she trying to spite him? Was it? What was it? And also, they didn't seem that upset to leave him. Leon <laughs> yeah, they didn't seem that upset to leave Laban at all. It seemed like he had stolen from them. Yeah. That they had based, I mean, Laban had technically given up both of his daughters to a guy for his labor. 
Yeah. And so that's kind of subpar yeah. decision making. Yeah. And Laban created all these all this strife between both of his daughters. And then he has the gall to say, all of these children are mine. Like they aren't your kids. Right. Right. This isn't yours. Jacob like worked girl. very hard. Jacob worked very I'm- hard. <laughs> and Leah a lot. <laughs> Leah also worked very hard. <laughs> yeah. It, I also like the pillar as I a witness too. and how later God is like a pillar of smoke for oh, the people yeah. in the desert. And just like these little connections that I don't know if they mean anything, but it's still kind of interesting. But ob- okay. obviously it's symbolic of a promise and God did not abandon them in the desert either with Moses. And so pillars you should have more pillars. I don't. Yeah. I I like the pillars of remembrance. It's a good thing to help us to remember things, obviously, to reflect back on what God has done for us. <laughs> I got to like it that Laban gives the pillar this crazy name. Yeah. And then <laughs> Jacob's like, I'm going to call it Galid. And then <laughs> Laban's like, yeah, we'll call it Galid. Yeah. It's like, now, bro, keep it, keep it simple. Let's that's not what we're going to call it. <laughs> right. No, that's not what we're doing. It does frustrate me that every time I read this particular story of Jacob, like Jacob and Rachel and Leah, I always think of Margaret Atwer- Atwood's story, The Handmaid's Tale, because yeah. that's what she based it off of. It makes me angry. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, no kidding. She doesn't understand obviously the context these children were a blessing and these women obviously were treated better by um jacob than their own father oh my gosh right not saying that he's not trying to make perfect right by any means but he's still even with the even with the negative feelings that Leah had and so on. They still were like, no, dude, we're still going with you. Like we're with you here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, this it was good to read through this, even though it was filled with so much drama. <laughs> so much drama. That's the Bible. It gets more and more dramatic the further we get into the Old Testament because more people get involved and yeah. there's people, there is drama. More things, more things. But it's, yeah. it's again, just a good reminder of how much God loves us, even though we're human <laughs> and we make mistakes. Yep. And yeah. Like Hecktown Honey says, ain't no party like a Bible stream party. Whoop, whoop. <sighs> yeah. N- next week, it's about to be SVU with Dinah up in here. <laughs> True story. Yeah, next week is also going to be more drama. Lots, lots of stuff going. Though I think we're going to have to miss next week because you have a thing going on. Gone. Yep, having a little 
family girls weekend. That's special though. It'll be yeah. the weekend before Thanksgiving. I got to go to my in-laws Thanksgiving anyway. So yeah, hope you guys have lots of good Thanksgiving celebrations before we go. I know Frida left us some memes. I also want to thank Swimhook and just like everybody in the chat for being such good mods. Yeah. I know some trolls had gotten into the comments earlier and you guys are just in there leaving us good comments. Um, Y'all are just the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Thank you for looking after the channel. Yeah. We appreciate it. We love you guys. These are awesome. Uh, All right. Where is my... Okay, here's our memes page. Let's look at a meme. I should share this tab instead. There we go. (laughs) I'm getting there. It'll get there. It'll get there. There we go. What I think when I hear Beersheba. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you. That's like, that, too. that is exactly what I think when I hear Beersheba. Yay. Love it. Perfect. Swimhook said the invoice is in the mail. So <laughs> okay. we'll get that back to you ASAP. <laughs> Why did Jacob like Hittite women so much? Because they were always hitting on him. Am I right? Am I right? Ah, I perfect like the, meme. I like Frida, the dog if you meme. posted this, we will share this. Yes. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. There you go. <laughs> yes. It's what my pillow squidward. It's my pillow squidward, just like Jacob from the Bible. Yes. Nice. <laughs> she heard it. Captain Swimothy Hook. <laughs> Go to horny jail. Love it. But sleeping on Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like a lumpy hook. Bonk. You guys are Yay. the best. <sighs> also, Thanks, also, before we go, we should do prayer requests. I know Ison left us an amazing praise. Her oldest was baptized. Yay! Hallelujah. That's exciting. I that love so that. Me too. So and her, glad of that. And her youngest was sick, but is doing better, I think, was mm-hmm. part of that too. So good stuff. All around good stuff. I love it. Yay. And uh, we'll definitely be praying for Swimhook's sister. She's pregnant. The baby was supposed to arrive a week ago. Still waiting. She's on bed rest. So definitely praying that yep. the baby will arrive soon. And just like praying for all you guys. If you guys have any prayers, let us know. Definitely go over to our Discord. We just like praying for you guys, praying with you guys, celebrating with you. Just doing life together. Doing life together. I love it. Yeah, me too. All right. Pray us out. I do. You have any prayer requests? Maybe that you can move tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, that I can move tomorrow. That I'll at least be able to move um, by Tuesday because that's when I take the service club out. (laughs) And that we just get through this last week of school before Thanksgiving without killing each other. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Alrighty. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for this time that we get to spend with you and your word, that we get to be with this wonderful community and learn together and laugh together and just enjoy life together. Um, I thank you for bringing us all here I thank you for, again, just for this time. And I just uh, cannot express enough how blessed we are with all of this. Lord, I know that you are here and you're amongst us and that you hear our prayers and you hear our needs. And so I, I just uh, 
pray for health concerns. I pray for Frida and what she's going through with her health, that you would bless her. The Holy Spirit, you would just surround her with comfort and be with her as she's dealing with this. I also pray that you would just heal Jess's back, that she would feel better, that she would be able to move, that she would be able to rest, that she would just uh, bounce back from this setback quickly. I pray um, for others in our chat. I pray that... uh, Oh, well, thank you for all the praises, too. Thank you for the baptism. Thank you for healing the children. And I just pray for everybody who is dealing with so much more than than can be said and so much more than we know. Lord, you know our needs. You know what we are um, in search of. Pray that you help us find it. Help us to just trust in you throughout all of these difficult times and also to trust and remember to praise you in all of the really good times. Thank you again for today, Heavenly Father. Be with this group. Bless us during this week. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I loved it. Thank you so much for that. Thank you guys for being here. Yay. Have a wonderful week. And we will see you Friday. And yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get through this week and have a little fun time for things. All right. Have a good one, guys. See you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you.